King's Court starts now. Test. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Friday morning, St. Louis and all points north, south, east, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you on this gloomy Friday morning in the Midwest. But it is Friday, so it's really never gloomy. The day the Lord created, after all. Monday is the day the liberals created. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World King's Court right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com, where you come to hear the live show every day. Absolutely unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Now, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and the rest will all have the podcast later on, as will our website. And while we were uh, on a little vacation, sitting on a beach, the epiphany occurred to me after watching the local media in this town, sports media, make excuse after excuse after excuse for an horrific baseball team, for a bad blues hockey team, for a bad Missouri football team, for a Missouri basketball coach who doesn't seem to really have a clue uh, when it comes to game strategy, it's time for a real sports show in town. So I'm going to have to go back to my roots and create another sports show. So who says we can't do two shows, right? We do this one from 7 to 9. We do the sports from 11 to 1. Boom. So that's in the works. Just wanted to give you the heads up, and we will, of course, keep you posted as to the progress of our launching date. But that's what we're going to do. We've seen enough. We've had enough. We tried to let the children pick up the baton when we left the sports world and came into the political world, but the children have failed miserably. So the adults have to get back in the room. Sometimes that happens. If you have children, you know how it happens. For instance, you've got a child who's a pitcher for the Cardinals named Adam Wainwright who made a rehab assignment of start the other day. Didn't do very well. Four and a third innings, seven hits, three earned runs. And a tweet went out from a woman by the name of Katie Wu from The Athletic and said most of the damage came on off-speed pitches. Cardinals still deciding if Wainwright will need a third rehab outing. So Wainwright, like a child, gets all butthurt by this. I can't imagine why there was nothing negative really in there, simply a statement of facts. Looking forward to proving every last one of you underneath this wrong because people commented saying Wainwright's done. He should never come back this year. Thanks for the motivation. There's a balance. Read the comments and get depressed or read the comments and put the war paint on. See you soon. Grow up, Adam Wainwright. You're a juvenile. You should have retired five years ago. This insane organization gave you $17 million this year and you act like a child. You need motivation from people commenting on a social media site? Really? How low has Adam Wainwright sunk? That's a clown act is what that is. Put a tent around that circus. So this is what you get. And, not, and you know what will happen in this town? All the media, the sports media go, golly gee whiz, Adam. You're right, baby. We're pulling for you. We're rooting for you. Put that war paint on, Adam. You're our guy. We love you. 
And they'll tell you how great he is. He hadn't been great for a long time. Long time. When a guy who's that well past his prime gets $17 million, it shows you how bizarre the Cardinals are. They haven't a clue as to what they're doing. They haven't had a clue since Jeff Lunau left and went to the Astros. Cardinals chose John Mozeliak over Jeff Lunau. The players Lunau acquired for the Astros have been to the World Series four of the last six years, winning two of them, have hosted, uh, been to the uh, American League Championship Series in each of the last six years. That's a record. While the Cardinals have continued to flounder and have been on a downward spiral ever since Mosellock took over. Jeffrey Lunau left the Cardinals in December of 2011, two months after the Cardinals won their last World Series. They haven't won one since. In fact, they've only been to one. And they haven't won a playoff game in, what, five years? And yet Cardinals media, that's what I call the Cardinal media, continue to tell you how great John Mosaic is. And the stupid sheeple, the Stepford sheeple Cardinal fans, continue to lap it up. Oh, yeah. Mo. Mo's our guy. NFL draft took place last night. There is no bigger fraud in the history of sports than Roger Goodell. What's with this bro-hugging all these first-round picks when they come walking out like, I'm the black guy. I'm the black commissioner. He really thinks he is black all of a sudden after the last couple of years. Phil Jackson, the uber-successful NBA coach with the Bulls and the Lakers. Of course, he had Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen with the Bulls. He had Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal with the Lakers, so it's not too hard to be successful. But nonetheless, he was. Won championship after championship. He just said the other day he hasn't watched an NBA game in three years. The sport that made him wealthy, famous, he hasn't watched a game in over three years? His reasoning was simple. All of the social justice Black Lives Matter crap that they write on the court and put on their uniforms. He's had enough. Carpe diem, Phil Jackson. Maybe clowns like Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich will follow your lead. I doubt it. I doubt it. They should, but they won't. Promise they won't. We all know they won't, right? All of us. All of us know they won't. Sad. True. Because we were gone for a few days, we have so much ground to cover we could talk for two days and not get near, not even near where we wanted to be. But we'll still do it. And we'll still continue to march onward, even though we had a few days off. But we needed that readjustment. Sometimes you just need to sit by the ocean and watch the insanity go by. And that's what we did, of course. The moment we left town, Tucker Carlson gets fired. Bongino had been fired over the weekend. So Fox News is now the equivalent of Bud Light. I saw a joke the other day. A guy just awakened from a coma, and the nurse said, you've been in a coma for a month. He said, oh, wow, that's great. I can't watch, can't wait to watch Fox News with a cold Bud Light. <laughs> Lots happening. Corporate America is showing just how incompetent they are. Fox News has become a disaster. Their precipitous decline in the ratings Tucker Carlson's show, over 50% of his viewers are gone in just three days. Gone. 
Fox doesn't have the courage to tell us the reason why they fired him. They're going to try to muzzle him and silence him, although you hear from him. He put a uh, Twitter posting out with a video. You'll hear that on the show this morning. You'll hear why Bill O'Reilly thinks he was fired or why Megyn Kelly thinks he was fired, two former stars of Fox. And you'll hear our take on why he was fired. But remember what we told you for months and months and months. We said all along, if Tucker Carlson's ratings ever go down, they won't hesitate to fire him immediately because he is not what the Murdochs wanted. He tells the truth. And while his ratings did not dip, they found a reason to fire him anyway. They're not sharing it with us, but they found a reason. Now, there are going to be people who claim, well, it's the settlement that they had to pay Dominion $780 million. Well, that's not true. Fox has more money than the God himself. Maybe not Charlemagne the God, but the God. And that's not the problem. What is the problem, though, is why would you settle that case at all? Alan Dershowitz will weigh in on that this morning. He and I are both confused. We said so last week before we went on vacation that there was no reason for Fox to settle this lawsuit. Dominion voting systems had no damages. They had no proof that Fox did anything intentionally that was wrong. In fact, the facts continue to say that there was a rigged election. And at the very least, Dominion voting machines were responsible from many of the inaccuracies in the voting process. Their own executives testified to that. And yet Fox settled? I smell a rat somewhere. It's an awful scent, and I can't quite trace the location, but I smell it very clearly. It's rotten, as is Fox, as are the Murdochs. We've predicted this for years. The Murdochs had been taken hostage by their liberal Rupert Murdoch's liberal sons and uber-liberal wives, and this is where it's gone. Paul Ryan sitting on the board at Fox, that was the first harbinger of things to come for us had we been paying close enough attention. The fact that Paul Ryan would have anything to do with anything conservative is a laughingstock. He's a joke. Don't think he wasn't behind this firing, at least in part. He's on the board. The board had to bless the firing. Now, technically, Hunter's not, or excuse me, Tucker's not fired. Technically. He's still under contract. They're trying to negotiate an out. Now, here's, here's my advice to Tucker. You're wealthy beyond your means, beyond your, beyond your wildest dreams. You're going to continue to get wealthy because whomever is going to pick you up or you're going to do your own thing, like many have done, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Tucker Carlson, Tucker would be, other than Rush, outpacing all of them. So money shouldn't be the issue. If Fox continues to try to push Tucker Carlson out of the picture until after the 2024 election, which is what they're trying to do, Tucker controls that. All he has to say is, you can keep your money and stick it up your ass. I don't want your money. Goodbye. Now, I'm sure he has sharp lawyers. And they're trying to figure this out. But that's what Fox is trying to do. Did you ever think you'd hear the day that Fox News would muzzle conservative hosts from talking about the 2024 election? Did you ever think that? 
Well, we've had plenty of clues that were coming our way. It's clear that Biden and the liberals have won again. This was a full onslaught of the weight of the liberal party in this country and the liberal media against Fox and brought on against Tucker Carlson so that they could eliminate one of the people that is most accurate in sizing up the liberals. They've done the same thing to Donald Trump. They need to eliminate him. You're going to hear from Robert Reich, who was a former U.S. Secretary of Labor under Clinton, who wrote an op-ed earlier this week. He's calling on states to not place Donald Trump's name on the 2024 presidential ballot. Can you imagine these people? We'll tell you why Reich says that. So this is what's going on with Tucker. Unbelievably, we also have the little weasel Bob Costas, who spineless as can be, now has decided he is a CNN contributor. Where else would he end up? He's as liberal as every liberal loon that ever walked the earth. But Costas has decided, the little munchkin that he is and the coward that he is, remember, he refused to come on our show and debate political issues with us. My offer to him was, you're sensible, I'm sensible, let's have a, a, a real honest debate over the issues. He refused. Instead, he went on with cowardly liberal Charlie Brennan and ripped Republicans. I never thought I'd say that Bob Costas was a coward, but he's a complete abject coward. He fancies himself as an intellectual, and yet he's afraid to test his intellectual wisdom against somebody like me. Why? I mean, you're superior to me. What are you afraid of? He's clearly petrified. So where does he go? Someplace he can land in a friendly environment. CNN. I got news for you. Costas would never go on Fox. Even though Fox is watered down. I'd go on CNN. I'd go on MSNBC. Today. You ask me, I'll be there. But Costas won't. Costas is petrified. He knows he's full of shit. And he knows everything he says is a lie, but he's a tough guy. He's a little pseudo-tough guy. Little guys always have that Napoleonic complex. I'm tough. I'll call you everything I want from a distance, but I'm not coming on your air. No, sir. None of you. I don't want anything to do with any of you. So he, like liberals, like the demented Joe Biden, Costas has now put himself in the same category as Biden when it comes on to the IQ level, has taken off after Republicans calling them just about everything under the sun, including a cult. This is not a question of being conservative or being a, or being Republican. This is lunacy. They've descended into madness where where people whose only objective is their next appearance on Fox News hold congressional seats and have sway within the party. And they all live in fear of Trump. It's a cult. It's not a principle. It's not a philosophy. It's no longer a party so much as it is a cult. Some of them are just bat bleak crazy, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, but others are just so spineless and cowardly and so in fear of what turning on Trump and even acknowledging this madness would, would cause that they bite their tongues or they say things that they should know better. They don't really believe it, but you know, that's the Kevin McCarthy's of the world. Have you ever heard such a an arrogant, pompous little ass as that guy? He's going to tell you that you're saying things you should know better because Bob Costas disagrees with you. So you should know better than to ever 
challenge Bob Costas. I mean, after all, Bob Costas knows everything, so he thinks. By the way, if you're worth a damn as a broadcaster, could you ask CNN to get better quality audio? Sounded like you were in a garage. So it's beyond lunacy, he calls us. We're a cult. Some of us are bat bleep crazy, he says, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Because what we believe is no longer a philosophy, he says. It's just lunacy. But we're too cowardly. We're too afraid of Donald Trump. Are you afraid of Donald Trump? I'm not. I've been critical of Donald Trump on this show many times. I'm not afraid of him. He's the best president we've had since Ronald Reagan. I am well aware of that. See, here's the difference between me and Costas. I don't care about my personal likes or dislikes when it comes to who I want running a business that I'm involved in or running the country that I live in. I want the best available candidate. With regard to this country, it's unquestionably Donald Trump. But because Bob Costas gets paid by liberals, he spouts the liberal bullshit. Bob Costas is the coward he was referring to and the spineless one he was referring to in that soliloquy. I'll use one of his big words. Bob Costas is a coward. He refuses to debate real issues with real people. But he will go on any liberal show anywhere in the country and spout his little man BS. He knows he's full of crap. He claims Republicans know they're wrong. No, actually, we're right. And Costas, if you ever want to debate the issues, name the time and the place, and I'll be there. I know you don't. You have no desire to debate real issues. Like all liberals, you just run your uninformed, illiterate mouth. Bob Costas has sunk so low in his career. He's desperate for attention. And now he's trying to get it because he has a personal vendetta with Donald Trump. He has forever. The last time I spoke to him, which was two years ago, when I offered him a chance to come on and talk about these issues, he said Donald Trump was a racist. He told 10,000 lies. Remember, that was the liberal talking point at the time. I said, well, if he's told 10,000 of them, Bob, can you name one? Because I said, if you can name one, I'll assume there's a 1,000, but you can't name one. And he didn't. And he said he was a racist because of the Central Park Five that Donald Trump had taken out a full-page ad back in the day in one of the New York newspapers calling for the death penalty because these five had admitted and confessed to one of the most heinous crimes in Central Park history, the attack and brutal assault of this woman. They confessed to it. And Donald Trump was advocating the death penalty. That had nothing to do with race. The fact that they were all black had nothing to do with it. They confessed. It didn't matter if they were white, blue, or pink. But Costas claimed that Trump's call for the death penalty was racist because later on, they retracted the confessions. It turned out the police had coerced the confessions and that these people weren't guilty of the crime they admitted to committing. Whose fault is that? Sure as hell isn't Donald Trump's. By the way, I would call for the death penalty whether there was a crime committed or not. Anyone who commits that kind of crime 
We shouldn't have to wait for the crime to be committed to call for the death penalty. But little Bobby Costas was butthurt by it. But again, Costas is one of these white guys who claims all of this racism, and yet I've never seen him offer his job to a black person. Not once. Not once. And he never will. I don't know of anything Bob Costas has ever done from a char- in a charitable way for the black community. I've never heard of him going into inner city neighborhoods. I've never heard of him uh, donating to any black cause or any leading any black cause or being part of a black cause. Never heard of him. But because Donald Trump rightly calls for the death penalty for a commission of a heinous crime in Central Park by five confessed teenagers, he's a racist. I would submit that Bob Costas is the racist. He's the worst of them all, the cowardly racist. He exists to refer to you as a racist because you disagree with him. Or you point out that five black thugs had confessed to committing a heinous crime. Now, the fact that they later on retracted that confession, that the police coerced the confession, that's not an arrow directed at Trump. It's an arrow directed at the police in New York. Go talk to them about being racist. It isn't Donald Trump. But Costas can't see that because his jealousy and envy of Donald Trump is so strong. Donald Trump's a lot bigger in New York than Bob Costas will ever be, will ever dream of being. And Costas hates that. His ego can't take it. If Donald Trump were from any other state other than New York, Costas wouldn't care. Trust me. I know him very well. So anyway, that's what spineless Costas had to say. And that's just starting our week. So when Tucker Carlson was fired, Bill O'Reilly went on with Glenn Beck, as did Megyn Kelly, and both gave differing views as to why they feel Tucker was ousted. Here's O'Reilly's take, and you have to put up with his arrogance because he still possesses it. The company itself is in turmoil. It was the future lawsuits that led to Mr. Carlson's demise. There's only one guy who can make that decision. Yeah, Rupert. One. That's it. Yeah. But Nobody else had anything to do with this decision other agreed. than, you know, yeah, you should get rid of Carlson. Carlson didn't have a lot of allies because nobody does. There's no Tammy Wynette in television news standing no. by your man. No. The seas get choppy, you drown. And they'll help you drown. They'll throw you overboard. I can understand that. There is no question of the last part of what he said, that that is 100% true, and that Rupert Murdoch is the one person who had the power to fire Tucker Carlson. Nobody else would have. I'm sure the approval of the board was given. The approval of his sons and their liberal wives was given. But it was Rupert Murdoch's call. He still runs the show, even though he may be old and senile, a la Joe Biden. But as far as future lawsuits are concerned, he's talking about the bizarre Abby Grossberg lawsuit. She's a middling, low-level producer who wasn't even on the Tucker Carlson show very long. And, in fact, Tucker never spoke to her. 
The claim is that she came in and made recordings, and O'Reilly is aware of all of that. So why did Rupert fire Tucker Carlson? The reason that Rupert Murdoch made the decision was because his lawyers, news, uh, Fox News lawyers, are saying, we got a lawsuit by this producer mm-hmm. who came in and taped everything. So what does that tell you? Tells you she came in with an, an agenda, you know, perhaps a plan. They have a lawsuit already filed in New York City, and those tapes do not make the Carlson broadcast look good. Two, 60 Minutes Sunday night. Who's there? Ray Epps. Hey, Ray. Yeah. Ray looking at the camera going, hey, Tucker Carlson ruined my life to wrap my family. It's a lawsuit. What do you think is going to happen now, Beck? Lawsuit. You bet. You bet. Big one. But then they have. The shareholders, the people that bought Fox News stock, that company's stock, and they're getting hammered, and they're going to sue people inside Fox News. That means board members. That means the Murdochs. That means all of those people for fraud. Actually, the shareholders weren't getting hammered. Fox News stock wasn't in a precipitous decline until the firing of Tucker Carlson. So O'Reilly's a little bit off there. I know arrogantly he likes to think he knows all the answers. Will there be a shareholder's lawsuit? There might be. But it more than likely would come now after firing Tucker Carlson and destroying the brand. Because you have intentionally now destroyed the brand that people invested in. There's a breach of a fiduciary duty involved there, and I'm guaranteeing you that'll be the cause of any lawsuit. As far as the low-level producer is concerned, who cares? Nobody cares about her. Good grief. Wake up, O'Reilly. You love to play lawyer, but you're not very good at it. Absolutely no one cares about Ray Epps. Ray Epps, you can sue until the cows come home, dude. All Tucker Carlson did was play video of you exhorting people to violence on January 6th. Now, they didn't commit violence, but Ray Epps was exhorting them to. So go ahead and sue all you want, dude. Bill O'Reilly must be of the school, of course, not a law school. He never went to one. But he must be of the school that believes that simply because you say you did me dirty, that means you did me dirty. There's this thing called proof, evidence. Ray Epps has none of that. And this gal can have all the tapes that she wants. None of them are of Tucker Carlson. So Bill O'Reilly's reasoning falls flat on its face. I think Megan Kelly might be on to more, and you'll hear from her momentarily. But here's this Abby Grossberg, this low-level producer. She's all butthurt because somebody had a picture of Nancy Pelosi in that hideous swimming suit when she was in Italy. That's the genesis of Abby Grossberg's charges against Tucker and Fox Per the great Nicole Wallace's show, where she appeared, of course. I was hoping that it would be more professional, and what he was portraying on air was just a show, and unfortunately that wasn't the case. So when do you realize that? Immediately. I show up, first day of work, and I know that this is a popular one. It's been widely publicized. There are literally pictures like this big of Nancy Pelosi in a bathing suit in Europe, plastered all over. Um, there was even one on my computer screen for the temporary computer I had to use and I had to take it down 
just work. Um, within a few days, I was called into Justin Wells' office with Alex McCaskill, who was a senior producer as well, and asked if Maria was having an affair with Kevin McCarthy. It was just, I, I was shocked. I couldn't even believe it. I was floored. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly thinks that's a lawsuit? This woman sounds like, sounds like a plant. She sounds like a whining liberal. You can hear that clearly. What are you whining about? Well, I had hoped that it would be more professional when I went to work there. The Tucker Carlson's show was just that, and he wasn't really like that. Why would you go to work for a show that you hate? See, that doesn't make sense. That, that would be the first question I would ask her on cross-examination. You claim that Tucker Carlson's show was terrible. You thought it was terrible. You were hoping it was just a show. Why would you go to work for somebody like that? And she realized it immediately, she said. And why did she realize it immediately? Because there was a big picture of Nancy Pelosi as a joke in her one-piece swimming suit making her look like a cow. That so injured Abby Grossberg that... Even if it was on her computer screen, she had to take it down in order to work. Why would you have to take it down in order to work? It's a desktop screen. All I have to do is Google something, and it's gone. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it while you're working. I guess this woman thinks like Nicole Wallace thinks, that we're all stupid and we listen to them. We don't. We don't. And she realized it was just impossible immediately. And I was called into a meeting and asked if I thought Maria Bartiromo was having an affair with Kevin McCarthy. And, and again, how is that damaging to you? This is your typical liberal whiner who is filing a lawsuit to make herself more important. I think she's angling, I really believe this, she's angling for a spot on The View. I mean, that's how the last Trump former White House Trump worker got on there. Alyssa something, Farrah Griffin or something. She had nothing to offer. But when she started talking against Trump, the few said, hey, come on over. And that's what they'll do with this chick. This broad. And Megyn Kelly disagrees with Bill O'Reilly as to why Tucker was let go. I, d I don't think that Fox would be scared by that Ray Epps lawsuit at all. And I also think all the reporting that they got scared by this Abby Grossberg's lawsuit, a disgruntled, right. fired, former low-level producer for Tucker and at one point Maria, scared them even a little. She's got tapes. Okay, what does she have tapes of? People on his staff saying things. Tucker was never in the office. Tucker works from his home um, either in Maine or down in Florida. He, he he's. I guarantee you Tucker's never had – more than one conversation with Abby Grossberg. So she's not going to have Tucker Carlson on tape. And even if she did, Fox does not fire people over random nasty comments to a low-level producer. It's certainly not their number one star. That right. doesn't make sense. I couldn't agree more with her. None of that makes sense. So why was he fired? That's the real question. Was it that Tucker Carlson was controversial and Rupert Murdoch grew tired of all of his liberal Republican donors, all of his buddies, 
complaining because Tucker took aim at them. He took aim at Republicans just as well as Democrats. Is that what made Rupert Murdoch tired? It is possible Rupert reached the end of his tether for Tucker. And there are reports that there may be some emails in connection with the Dominion lawsuit that we haven't seen that Tucker that, that they have in which Tucker lambasts people like Rupert. I, I also find it hard to believe that would lead him to fire Tucker because Rupert's been around the block. He's a tough guy. He, he doesn't offend easily. But it is true that if they think you're getting too big for your britches over there, they're not shy about sending you a message. Well, they've sent the most chilling of messages, and here's the message. To every Fox employee, and to especially those who are on the air, if you don't do as we tell you, you'll be fired. If we did it to him, we'll sure as hell do it to you. And that's the chilling message that Fox has sent to all of its employees. Fox, more than any other company, certainly any other media company in my lifetime, has written its own death certificate. Fox is finished. They're done. They have no credibility left whatsoever. They're finished. The people who support Fox, who are looking for the truth in this world of lies, had turned to people like Tucker, had uh, followed loyally Bongino, and they're both gone. For no reason. No reason given. Bongino claims he was in the midst of negotiations to renew his contract. And Fox had made several offers, and he was mulling them. And then all of a sudden they settle this Dominion lawsuit and call him up and say, no, we're not, we're not interested. There are people who are saying from the inside, anonymously of course, that Tucker and Bongino were two guys who didn't give an F what management said. And that they did their own thing. And their own thing, by the way, was wildly successful. So it gets down to this, as far as I'm concerned. If you're harassing your stars who are performing better than anybody else, leave them alone. That's just good, strong, sound, common sense management, right? If you have a baseball hitter who's hitting 400, but you don't like his swing and the way he stands in the batter's box, do you go try to change him? Of course not. By the same token, if you have someone hitting 150, you might want to help them with some advice. But that's not how it works, especially in corporate media. In corporate media, the egos are too big. The executives are too incompetent. And when you combine a gigantic ego with incompetence, and that's what almost every executive I've ever dealt with in media is, you have trouble. It's always the stars who have the target on them from these executives. Because it's always the stars who've made the executives rich, not the other way around. No one at Fox made Tucker Carlson wealthy. Tucker Carlson took the ball and ran with it when he was given an opportunity. But they didn't do anything to make him successful. He did that on his own. They gave him a platform, an opportunity. And then they foolishly went out and settled a lawsuit for three quarters of a billion dollars for absolutely no discernible reason. Alan Dershowitz, do you share my confusion? Settled its suit by Dominion for three quarters of a billion dollars. I have to tell you, I've been doing this 60 years. I do not 
understand that settlement. As far as I know, Dominion suffered no damages. I don't think they could have proved $10 worth of damages. At a trial, they came out smelling like a rose. The only damages that were suffered were suffered extensively by Fox as a result of disclosure of emails by some of its leading employees. But I don't understand how Dominion suffered at all. The judge made a finding, improper in my view, but he made a finding that Dominion did nothing wrong, essentially, and that the fault was completely on Fox's. That's not the kind of issue that a judge should be allowed to settle under the Seventh Amendment. The Seventh Amendment of the Constitution basically says all issues that were tried at common law by a jury must be allowed to be tried by a common law as well, and no judge can overrule issues that were properly decided by a jury. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing why they settled. It's impossible to figure. And yet they did. And look at the domino effect that it's had. It just simply won't end. Tucker broke his silence. Uh, Wednesday with a short video on Twitter. Tucker, is there hope despite both of these corrupt political parties in this country? Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. See you soon. He's not done. Now, you heard Megyn Kelly talk about him doing a show from either his main home or his Florida home. He moved out of Washington after the thugs showed up at his house, threatening his wife and children while he was at work. If you remember that, you remember how scary that was. And did anyone do anything about it? Did Biden condemn it? No. Did the people at Fox condemn it? No. Did Paul Ryan condemn it? No. Did the police do anything? No. That's what Tucker moved the hell out of there. Did a show from his home, either in Maine or Florida. As Megyn Kelly accurately points out, he never interacted with this producer at all. He didn't have to. But you heard her charges. You heard that lawsuit. That will be dismissed before it ever sees the light of day, I promise you. So Bill O'Reilly, I just, you know, maybe you just want to hear yourself talk. But if you think that lawsuit has anything to do with Tucker leaving, no. I mean, based on what we've seen from this woman, she's got nothing. And when we find out, originally when I first heard it, I thought, well, that might have something to do with it because Fox is so touchy about any sexist charge after what happened before. 
But then we find out Tucker doesn't even work in the same building, in the same city. We find out Tucker hasn't interacted with her. And we find out what she's claiming so terribly wrong with Fox that is worthy of a lawsuit that they have a picture of Nancy Pelosi in a swimming suit. And then somebody asked her if she thought Maria Bartiromo was having an affair with Kevin McCarthy. Wow, such heinous happenings at work. I would suggest that that is water cooler talk at every workplace in America. Who's having an affair with whom? You don't think that's ever been asked before? I can guarantee you it's never been the subject of a lawsuit before. And never will be again once this one's thrown out. So then we fast forward to the other day when Biden was giving another one of his quote-unquote speeches and news conferences where he takes two questions that are pre-approved, and we know they're pre-approved because we've seen his cheat cards before. We know he has a list of who to call on. We've seen his cheat list before. On this particular day, a couple of days ago, he actually fumbled with the card and flipped it face to the camera where you could see who the reporter was, the picture of her, her question and who she's with, and Biden's answer. And then, sure enough, that reporter asked a question on that very topic. But Karine Jean-Pierre, the little lying lesbian, the little lying black lesbian, says that that uh, cheat card is shoot, just, just normal. It is entirely normal for a president to be briefed on reporters who will be asking questions at a press conference and issues that we expect they might ask about. Do not have specific questions in advance. That's not something that we do. And in fact, I would point out the questions that was asked was different uh, than what was on the card that uh, you all saw. Every word of that is a you all lie. Every word of it. No, presidents are not briefed on questions that will be asked. Never except by you. So that never happens. And the second part of that is, that is the question she asked. It wasn't verbatim, word for word, but it was the topic on that card is the question that she asked. You're a liar. You've been a liar. You live a lie. You are a lie. And you'll always be a lie. Mike Huckabee, is she a liar? If Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre were to tell us in a weather report that it's a sunshiny day, I'd grab an umbrella and prepare for an absolute deluge. She has zero credibility when it comes to simply telling what everybody can see. Uh, you know, anybody with the IQ of broccoli can understand that the Republicans are not the ones who are trying to push fentanyl on the street. I didn't know broccoli had an IQ, but now I do. And I would agree with him. The IQ of a broccoli stick is greater than the lying Karine Jean-Pierre. CNN considers Biden's cheat cards to be simply normal. They've already raced to defend him. Listen to this. We have seen the president in the past carrying around these note, note cards with details about the events, where he needs to go, the people that he's meeting with. Now, this, these types of moments are things that Republicans have seized on, especially as they tr- have tried to highlight President Biden's age. The people at CNN are so stupid, so hopelessly stupid, like she is, that she just confessed that this is what Biden does continually and consistently. He's so inept that he carries cards around telling him where to go. She's admitting that, but then acting as though it's no big deal and it's Republicans who seize on this. 
Yeah, that's right. Republicans and anyone with common sense would seize on it. This is the leader of the free world with access to the nuclear codes. He needs a cheat card to identify who to call on. He needs a cheat card to have the question in advance printed for him. And he needs a cheat card that details what his answer will be. Yeah, that is what the Republicans are seizing on. That is a problem. And it should be a problem for every American, no matter what political persuasion you are. If it's not a problem for you, you're an idiot. You're beyond help. Just like that CNN person. You're so dumb, you just admitted everything Republicans are saying about Biden is true. And then you tried to excuse it by saying Republicans have seized on it. Seized on it, they did. They seized on it. And then the Los Angeles Times, uh, another worthless rag of a newspaper, and you could say that just about any newspaper in this country today, issues a statement saying this, our reporter did not submit any questions in advance of the Q&A with President Biden. You would have to ask the White House who prepared the document for the president and why they included that question. Well, we just did, and she lied. She said it wasn't prepared. You're saying it was prepared. must have been prepared by her. They're saying it wasn't prepared. You're all lying. It was prepared. It was prepared as a suggestion from your reporter, and the Biden White House then would call on her. That's how she gets herself on national TV. Charlie Hurt, why is everyone here lying? Everybody here is lying right now. From the White House, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre is lying about this. The LA Times is lying about this. The question is identical. It's a little truncated, but it's the exact same question. And it's written right there for the world to see. And if the LA Times wants to lie about this, which is the most disgusting thing I can imagine that a news organization would do. If the LA Times wants to lie about this and say, no, we did not submit questions. So then are you telling us that actually the White House crafted that question and submitted it to your reporter <laughs> and forced the other your way. reporter to ask it? That's what they're saying. That's what the Los Angeles Times is saying. The White House crafted that question and forced the reporter to ask it. What does that say about your reporter and your newspaper? This is how dumb corporate media is. They can't even lie well. When they lie, they dig themselves in even deeper hole. Because they're not good at lying. Now, if you want to be a liar, watch Karine Jean-Pierre. And yet, she's not good at it either. <laughs> Pretty amazing. The deep state is alive and well. There is no question about it. And the media, well, before I even go further, let me read to you what a Democrat is. And this is exquisitely written. I'm a Democrat, and I think you, as an average American, are an idiot. You let me get away with everything. I can tell you I'm going to do something unethical, criminal, unconstitutional, or unprecedented, and you seldom try to stop me or call me out on it. I control the news cycle. And my loyal press puppets repeat whatever I say without question. Every time you get any attention complaining about me, I just do something else to distract and reset the news again. I write most of the news by feeding the talking points to my puppets. Have you seen the video proof? I also rewrite history by simple repetition. 
If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. That's what I do. I lie big, loud, often, and repeatedly to accuse you of any variety of unspeakable things, most of which I'm doing myself. If you challenge me, I'll ruin you. I'll make up a lie, then release the puppets. Maybe I'll make a call to your employer or your local prosecutor's office. Either way, you'll be too busy to bother me again. Just ask Michael Flynn how that works. Whenever I screw up, I just blame someone else, distribute the talking points, and let the puppets do the work. I also take credit for great historical moments by claiming the follow-on accomplishments as my own, and I milk the goodwill your ignorance provides me. Your ignorance is why I get credit for standing up to you and protecting you from those who truly care, because I really don't. I oppose those great moments, and like Joe Biden, I've been wrong on everything that mattered. I supported slavery, opposed civil rights, started the Ku Klux Klan, and administered Jim Crow's segregation for a 100 years. And to this day, the majority of black, Hispanic, and Asian voters still vote for me. Proof positive of two things. I'm good at what I do, and you're stupid to keep letting me do it. I also have my minions, which you know as teachers or professors, They spend half of every waking day during your formative years indoctrinating you, making sure you would grow up learning and believing my lies. They stripped you of most of your critical thinking skills. They helped you pick your identity and ensured you would pigeonhole yourself into an oppressed group and thereby develop a hatred for your country and a deep resentment toward other groups. I've planted the seeds for decades now for you to feel victimized by unrealized entitlements and have a clear vector to those you find at fault. By design, my minions haven't taught you to succeed in life. They've taught you to hate, then sent you into real life, short of tools and skills, but well-primed with a burning fuse. Over those same decades, I built the infrastructure to de-incentivize work and create dependence on government and social welfare programs. I love to create dependence. I enable it, nurture it, and keep supporting it until it's an addiction. In addition to the addicts I've created, some of my best work has been with women. Once proud housewives, mothers, and teachers, look at what I have them doing today. They march in the streets, chanting obscenities and declaring their right to kill their babies. As teachers, they groom young children into alternative lifestyles by teaching gender is not a fact, but rather a choice. They distort American history, turn the founders into little more than greedy slaveholders, and cast America as systemically evil, built as such by white, racist, intolerant men. Women believe I'm all in for them. After all, I've supported abortion for decades, and they've been a reliable voting block. But I use them in ways they never think about. When they vote for me because I support abortion, they also support my killing of women's athletics. It doesn't matter that only 0.5% of the population is transgender. Official U.S. policy is to allow biological men to compete against biological women. Are women looking out for other women? They must be focused on something else, just as they should be. I plan to destroy all of women's competitive sports, and I'll do so with the help of women. You just don't get my hypocrisy. I pretend to tell the truth when I spin my lies. I tell you every day. You don't listen. I talk about Republicans supporting policies that will destroy democracy. I preach about the lawlessness of January 6th insurrectionists, while nearly every major Democrat-run city has skyrocketing crime. Progressive attorneys that are district attorneys who won't prosecute slam-dunk violent crimes. 
and no-bail policies that release offenders over and over again. And during the riots of 2020, not only did I not complain about Black Lives Matter or Antifa causing $2 billion in damages, I raised money to pay for their bail. After the Covenant school shooting in Nashville by a transgender murderer, I virtually ignored the victims, who included three nine-year-old children. But I got three Tennessee House members who participated in the gun control protest that shut down the Tennessee House invited to the White House. No parallels to January 6th. Nope, nothing to see there. Oh, and I forgot to tell the president to call the victims' families. See the political trending I put in place? I'm dismantling American society at an ever-increasing rate. It's my crowning achievement. They say with military recruits, you have to break them down to build them back up the way you need them to be. That's my plan for America. I'm breaking it down now faster than ever. Don't see it? The pandemic election fraud, crime, inflation, failing banks, military incompetence, embarrassments one after another, millions of illegals flowing across an invisible border, sowing societal chaos and exponentially increasing government dependence, kids graduating from high school unable to read or do basic math, increased numbers of mass shootings to include more children. I tell you, the latter is all about guns, as if guns alone do the shootings, and a shocking number of you buy into it. I get you wound up and afraid because I need your guns. I work hard to take away your Second Amendment right to bear arms. I'm not talking about those arms that protect me or the arms I'll use against you after you no longer have any. I'm only talking about those arms you use to protect yourselves. In short order, I'll get them, or I'll make them impossible to use by regulating magazines and ammunition. I already nearly have your right to free speech. Caught on yet? I don't care about governing. I don't care about fixing, improving, building, growing, developing, or any other word related to progress other than the word progressive. I care about power, control, personal comfort, and money. And none of those in any way includes you. That's what a Democrat is. That's exactly what a Democrat is. Kind of scary. But at least we know now what a Democrat is. And speaking of coming to get your guns, here's the governor of the state of Washington signing an uh, an assault weapons ban for the state of Washington to join 10 other states, I believe it is. There is no reason for their use in the state of Washington. No one needs an AR-15 to protect your family. You only need it to kill other families. That's Jay Inslee, the governor of the state of Washington. And yet when he was called out for his security detail that protects him every day, carrying AR-15s, of course, they issued a statement. And it's very simple. As I'm sure you're aware, they're sure we're aware, the law exempts law enforcement and military because of their unique needs to be prepared for extreme contingencies. The governor was talking about daily civilian life. In other words, you and me. Not him. Hell no, not him. Why would he care? And the answer is he doesn't. Now, as far as this cheat card business with Biden, now that you know what a Democrat is, we probably shouldn't care much about it because he can't even read the cheat cards. Um, uh, 
I can't have trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, Natanya Bose. <laughs> this is the guy who's running the free world. You believe that? These cheat cards are further evidence that he's running nothing. He's being supplied answers. He's being given directions. Leave the stage. Go to your left. Say goodbye. Somebody should slip in there. Go fuck yourself, San Diego, and see if he could be the anchor man. Because he could be. He would read it word for word. We know that. Maybe they give him these cheat cards because, after all, children have the ability to stump Biden. Where are you? Where are you? Um grandsons or granddaughters? Yeah, I got one in New York, two in Philadelphia. There's three. No, three, because I got one granddaughter who is, I don't know. The last country I've traveled, I'm thinking what's the last one I was in. I, um, I was, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. That's where it was. This dope doesn't know how many grandchildren he has and doesn't know the location of the last country that he visited. (laughs) Yeah, he does need cheat cards, but he can't read them. So how is he in office? Let me tell you something else about the Democrats. The Democrat Party is the world's most successful hate group. It attracts poor people who hate rich people, black people who hate white people, gay people who hate straight people, feminists who hate men, environmentalists who hate the internal combustion engine, and a lot of bratty college kids who hate their parents. But the real secret of the party's success is that it attracts the support of journalists who hate Republicans and who therefore work tirelessly to convince the rest of us that we should vote for Democrats. Never have we been able to define Democrats like we have for you today. And there it is. By the way, Biden, what are you most known for? Of all your accomplishments, you've been in Washington for 50-plus years. You've been a senator, a vice president, now a supposed president. What are you most known for? In your own words, tell us. As I've told my distinguished friend from Massachusetts and good friend, Senator Markey, that uh, it's really very, very dull when after all these years in public life you're known for two things, Ray-Ban sunglasses and chocolate chip ice cream. (laughs) Very dull president. Uh, Very dumb president. How about that? Dull, dumb, you name it, you're it. Matt's up. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Mr. Slayton. Welcome back. I hope well-earned vacation. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, it. Drive, driving thousands of us nuts, but we're <laughs> not getting our approval first, but we you don't need it. <laughs> it missed you. And, and it's amazing. The minute, It doesn't matter. I mean, this weekend, God knows what's going to happen anymore. This country is just absolutely insane. It's a sign of the times. There's very... There's not much morality out there anymore. There's none on the left. And that explains them completely. They have no basis in which to live their life. They care about power, money, and everybody else fighting at each other's throats. And they're winning, and it's sickening. Well, they're winning because they have illiterate people on the conservative side and spineless people on the conservative side, like Fox News, the Murdochs, Paul Ryan, and many of those in Washington themselves. Yeah, it's clear. I mean, it's just, well, again, because it's money, it's greed, and they don't want to be contested. And when you bring up facts and issues they don't agree on or, or just that they don't care about, um, and I think it was, uh, oh, I, now is mine. You had a, Glenn Beck, 
and I don't agree with a lot he says. Um, I, he, I think his heart's in the right place, but how he gets there drives me crazy. But he made the statement, you know, when he he brought up God on his show, and Rupert Murdoch came to him and said, you know what, you referred to God 36 times, you need to stop. And he came back two weeks later, he goes, I told you quit referring to God, and you referred to God 360 times in these two weeks. And he said he believes that's why he got fired, and he believes that's the reason um, Tucker Carlson got let go because he kept bringing up prayer and God. And I, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure that's one of many reasons, and that not that they needed a reason. He was too strong. He was bigger than Fox. He was beloved, and he was he was telling the truth, and he was just demoralizing the liberals in their way of life. And that's why they had to get rid of him when we know it. It's just that's exactly why. It has nothing to do with mentioning God. It had to do with being popular, being popular mm-hmm. as a conservative, telling the truth about things that people in Washington, Republicans and Democrats, don't want you to know. He was telling the truth about all of that. They didn't like it. They trained their sides on him, and I predicted it accurately when I said if his ratings dip just a little bit, he's gone. They didn't even wait for that. No, that's they were growing, and they were first. And there's uh, two more points, real quick. There, there was a meme that, uh, which is pretty accurate. Don Lemon or Lemon, whoever you say his gay name, that he got fired because no one was listening to him. Tucker got fired because everybody was listening. To him. It's very true. <laughs> it is, and yeah. this 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 little card that Brandon has that he's reading on. It's the third time they brought this up. I mean, they, they've known this. It goes back to when Hillary had the questions to the debate. So this is nothing new the liberals do. And let the me new, show you how worthless the, ABC News is and how uh, they lack in, completely in lack in credibility. They hired Donna Brazil, pay her a lot of money, after she's the one who slipped Hillary Clinton the questions. They don't even care. They don't even pretend to have ethics. They just don't no. care. The one the one item about this is that Brandon is so demented. Not only did they have to have the name of the person he used to call in, the place he works for to call in, the exact question that this guy's going to ask the reporter, they had to have the reporter's picture next to the question so the demented old fool could try and get it right. Yes, they that's did. the story. That is so bad, they can't even just write stuff on a card. They have to have the visualization of the person he needs to call on. Otherwise, he won't get it right. It's completely true. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> and like you said, I don't I don't know if they're the right, even though they're showing their cowards. It's not so much that they're – maybe that they're – they just – I don't think they know how to get together. They're not good at getting together because we, we don't. We're individuals. We have all the same beliefs, but if we got 10 conservatives in a room, you're going to get 10 variations of their belief. So, Well, I think I the core know. beliefs are the same, but I, but I, I know what you're saying. They don't walk as a sheeple. Uh, liberals do. Liberals don't have the, the, the functioning ability to critically think for themselves, so they have to be told what to think, and so then they dutifully follow like the Stepford people that they are. Liberals are basically mentally ill people who have no IQ, uh, who simply are told what to say, what to do, and then they follow orders. They do follow orders very well. They do. They they walk in lockstep. They say the exact same verbiage. You brought that up probably three years ago. You turn on a liberal news outlet in the morning, 
and eight hours later, you can watch a separate news, a liberal news media outlet, and they'll say the exact same phrases and verbs. They won't even change it. No, the wording is exactly the same. We've done it. Exactly. We've exposed them doing that a million times. It is. And it's a shame. And I mean, the country is just, and it's easily fixed. It's easily fixed. And they know it and they're scared of it because Trump's proved it. Tucker Carlson proved it. The liberal way of life, their ideology, it's a mental disorder. They're the enemy of humanity and it does not work. It only works for the hierarchy, those in charge. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Keep it up. Have a great weekend, and we'll get back at it next week. You bet you, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a scary time we live in. Now, we've all known that for some time. But that what is a Democrat, I'm a Democrat, what that person wrote and said, it's exactly true. We're the idiots. They're not. I mean, they're rotten, debauchery-loving people, but we're the idiots. They have zero talent, zero intelligence, zero IQ. And if they run circles around us and dictate to us how we'll behave, how we'll, what we'll say, where we can go, what rights we have. And if they don't like, if we don't like it, they'll decide to ruin you. We live in a country where the worst among us, the dumbest among us, rule the smartest. What other country has that? And with regard to this media mess, the Los Angeles Times lying about it, Karine Jean-Pierre lying about it, Katie Pavlich understands who really should be embarrassed by this. This is embarrassing, I think, more for the media because they're allowing the administration to push them around. The White House Correspondents Association should have more expectations than than this. Um, and the fact is that the president shows through these cards that he's not the one who's really in charge. It's the people who are writing the answers on these cards for him. He's not giving orders. He's taking orders. And I think there's big questions about that, given he wants to run for your election. And he's supposed to be the guy who's elected and in charge rather than bureaucrats who he hires to make decisions and talk about these big policy positions. But- Carpe diem, Katie Pavlich. Here's something that I'll repeat. I said a few weeks ago, if you vote for Biden or any Democrat, you're saying you want to continue the direction this country's going in. Now, over 75% of people polled, Democrats and Republicans, claim the country's headed in the wrong direction. And yet when I see Democrats that would vote for Biden, something like 53%. Yet the overwhelming number of independents, 86%, say they don't want Biden running. Democrats say they don't want him running, but they say that if he does, I I should have said 53% want him to run. If he does run, over 40% of them will vote for him. So you're saying you want more of the same, but not only that, you're also saying this now. Here's the second component. A vote for Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris to be the president. Now, we all know that Biden wouldn't last a second term and Harris would then ascend to the top. However, we also know that that wouldn't make her president because Biden's not president. Whoever's pulling the strings, the puppeteer, no doubt Obama, is the one who would also pull the strings on Harris. So a vote for Biden is a vote for Harris slash Obama. 
Not Susan Rice anymore. She's out. Many thought she was involved, but no, she's not. How about Biden when he was asked about his age? And a legitimate question. This was one of the more legitimate questions I've ever heard a White House correspondent ask him uh, during this debacle in the Rose Garden. You've said questions about your age are legitimate. And your response is always, just watch me. But the country is watching. And recent polling shows that 70% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, believe you shouldn't run again. Everybody running for re-election in this time has been in the same position. There's nothing new about that. You're making it sound like Biden's really underwater. Um, and uh, number one. Number two, when the same polling data asks whether they think what kind of job I've done, it gets overwhelmingly positive results. With regard to age, uh, I can't even say, I guess how old I am. I can't even say the number. It doesn't, it doesn't register with me. <laughs> he can't say the number. He doesn't know how old he is. That wasn't a joke. No joke. He doesn't know how old he is. But secondly, the same polling uh, says if you ask uh, what kind of job I've done, it's overwhelmingly positive. No, it's not. Where are you getting that? Now, shame on her for not following up by saying, what polling is overwhelmingly positive on the job you've done? Could you cite the poll and what the numbers say? Because he couldn't, because it doesn't exist. But it's just another Biden lie. You make it sound like Biden's underwater. Well, what would you call it when your approval rating is 37%? That's underwater, dude. That's the very definition of underwater. You're drowning. But all he has to do is lie. Every president's been in this position. He says, no, that's not true either. Not true at all. (laughs) Just one lie after another from this guy. And yet, even though she asked a good question to begin with, she failed woefully to follow it up. But in case you don't know who to vote for, let Whoopi Goldberg tell you who. The person to do the job is doing the job. Yeah. You get behind him and we won't have a problem. The minute you start making inroads or maybe this person or maybe this person, we're, we're done for. Also, so make a decision. Make a decision. Oh, He's yeah, done a lot sure. for the country and he brought us back from the precipice. Maybe you, it's not a perfect country, but it's better than where we were. In what way? In what world? Please cite some facts. Even makes him up. Better than where we were? He brought us back from the precipice. Precipice of what? Overwhelming economic and international success. That's what he brought us back from the precipice of. Because that's where we stood. Now I understand a wealthy pig like her doesn't quite understand what normal people go through on a daily basis financially. She doesn't get that. So she's going to lecture you. She's going to threaten you if you noticed. Get behind this guy and vote for him, and we won't have a problem. Oh, you mean you got a problem with me? What are you going to do about it, fatso? You got a problem with me? Bring it on. That is a single-digit IQ moron. That's what Whoopi Goldberg is. That's why she calls herself Whoopi. Who else would call themselves Whoopi? Would you call yourself Whoopi? I wouldn't. He brought us back from the precipice. He's accomplished so much. And you notice they never say what those things are? What precipice of what? Accomplish what? Never mind. Just vote for him and we won't have a problem with you.
But if you don't, we're done, she says. You're right. We're done failing. We're done being an international laughing stock. We're done losing our 401ks. We're done struggling paycheck to paycheck. That's if you don't vote for them. We're done with all of that. We're done with inflation. We're done with not having a border. We're done with the fentanyl problem to some degree. We can't get it done immediately, of course, but closing the border will improve it greatly. So you're right. We're done with all of that, whoopee. I should take it back. I apologize to you. You are a genius. Trump had a response to Biden announcing he was running. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in just a few short years, not even close. Thanks to Joe Biden's socialist spending calamity, American families are being decimated by the worst inflation in half a century. Banks are failing, our currency is crashing, and the dollar will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat in over 200 years. Real wages have been falling 24 months in a row. In other words, under Biden, workers have gotten a pay cut each and every month for two straight years. We have surrendered our energy independence, just like we surrendered in Afghanistan, which we had just a short time ago, and the price of gasoline just hit a five-month high, and it's going much higher than that. Carpe diem, Mr. President. Yeah, he's right. He's 100% right. Now, remember what I said a moment ago. If you vote for Biden, you're voting for Harris. She may have been at her worst moments after he announced he was running. Someone tell me what she said. I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. <laughs> That's the worst yet. You want to hear it again? Because I, I like comedy. Someone translate this, please. I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. In the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. What? Contextualize it. She used a big word. She got her big word dictionary out. We call it a thesaurus, but she got her big word dictionary out. If that's not bad enough, in front of the South Korean delegation... She read word for word. Now, this wasn't her just getting completely lost in her own stupidity. She can't even read stuff that makes sense. I assume she either wrote it, had a hand in writing it, or blessed it. She was talking about our cultural ties with South Korea, cackling included. 
South Korea and the United States, as the Secretary has mentioned, also share strong cultural and people-to-people ties. K-pop bands, they top the billboards in the United States, including BTS, who I had the great pleasure of meeting and inviting to my office in the West Wing. Um, and to the great pleasure of my niece, I must tell you. <laughs> I also think of the Emmy Award-winning TV shows, like Squid Games, which I will confess, Doug and I binge-watched at home <laughs> over a series of weeks. And I think of the actress, Yoon Ya-jung, who I met in Seoul last year when I convened groundbreaking South Korean women. She is the first Korean to win an Academy Award for acting. These are examples of the cultural ties and the intertwined history between our nation. It's not an example of anything. Somebody won an Academy Award, happened to be from South Korea. It has nothing to do with culture, cultural ties between the two countries, you moron. How does this woman get this stupid? By the way, you didn't binge to watch, you binge watched. There's no ED at the end of binge. You're supposed to be intelligent. You're the vice president of the United States. Can't you even speak proper grammar? We binge-watched. Doug and I, we sure as hell weren't doing anything about the border that you're supposed to be in charge of, so it's good that you're binge-watching things. Stupid things, I might add. This moron, Jessica Tarlov, who is so brain-dead, again, Fox puts her on the air. She actually tried to say how successful Biden and Harris are. And this ticket has been hugely successful. And that gets lost in all of this. So they won in 2020, the most votes collected in American history. Then in 2022, the Democrats had a far better night than anyone ever expected. And the issue that sealed the deal in terms of Democrats winning was the issue of abortion. And she was the face of rolling back of reproductive rights. The face of abortion, huh? But that's a nice thing to have on your gravestone. I was the face of abortion. My face. Everybody looked at my face and thought, kill a baby. Kill two. Two for the price of one, maybe. Step right up. Kill your baby. I'm the face of you killing your baby. Nice compliment you paid her there, Jessica Tarlov, you Russian spy. Charlie Hurt, why are the liberals focusing on Harris all of a sudden? But the only reason they're focusing on Kamala Harris is because they now view the White House now views her as a drag on the ticket, which doesn't seem to be. It's not like they're they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. But this is what happens, and I hate to go here, but it's true. If you're playing identity politics and you pick her because she checks a couple of the boxes on identity politics, you can't be surprised that she's incompetent because you didn't look at competency when you picked her. Carpe diem, Charlie Hurt. Well, Biden gave his qualifications for his vice president. He said black female. Now that's breaking the law. Every single hiring practice law in this country, discriminatory practices, he broke. And he continued to break it when he appointed a Supreme Court justice. Has to be a black woman. White people need not apply, male or female. David Axelrod, who ran the White House for Obama, knows how to promote Harris. Kamala Harris is going to have a prominent place in this campaign because of his age. They need to strengthen her as a, a, as a, uh, a, pl- a player in all of this. I think there's a real focus on trying to lift her up here because people are going to ask, like, who's your backup? 
Well, they already know who the backup is. It's her. You can focus on her all you want. You can try to promote her all you want. She's unpromotable. She's one of the dumbest human beings on the face of the earth. She is a tribute to identity politics. She got anywhere in life based on sleeping with a powerful politician, like all sluts do, claiming she's black, and of course she's a woman. She has nothing else to offer. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Most people have something. She has nothing. Unless cackling is considered an advantage. And then I don't know if you saw that mushmouth Randy Weingarten. Just looking at her makes me think monster in every possible way. Screaming and yelling like she always does in a congressional hearing. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene told her just what she is. We knew we had to be in school. We just wanted to be safe. People like you need to admit that you're just a political activist. We just wanted to be safe. And she is a political activist. That's all she is. Thank you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, by the way. Your brain bleeped, according to Bob Costas. Marjorie Taylor Greene could run circles around Costas on the intelligence level. That's that's a certainty. She's forgotten more than he knows. James Comer was questioning Weingarten, and he knows that she's lying. A- AFT was provided with a full draft copy of the guidance two weeks before publication, suggested line-by-line edits. No, we did not, sir. Did we not- did not suggest line-by-line edits to the document. Well, do you remember how many edits that you suggested? We suggested we we suggested concepts, sir. You know how many edits were included? One. One. It, 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 it's unusual for political union uh, to have such a role in, in scientific guidance process, and hopefully we can find more answers. It's not. It's not unique. It's clearly criminal. That that teachers union had that kind of power. How much power did they have? Randy Weingarten had the personal cell phone number of Rachel uh, Rochelle Walensky, who ran the CDC. Debbie Lesko, isn't that right? I'm a member of Congress that sits on two committees that deal with this, uh, the CDC. I don't have a direct number to Director Walensky. Do you? Do I have Director Walensky's direct number? Yes. Yes, I have Director Walensky's direct number. Well, hopefully she'll give it to me too. Don't you love it when they repeat the question? They know they're caught, so they repeat the question they were just asked, hoping that the question will go away. The fact that she has the direct line to the most powerful medical person in the country other than lying Fauci is scary. Jimmy Fallon, what really is Weingarten all about? Bottom line, she is a celebrity liberal activist masquerading as an advocate for schools. And we know this why. In the summer of 2020, she said she followed the science. The American Academy of Pediatrics said in the summer of 2020, kids were safer in the classroom for a multitude of reasons than they were locked down. She fought that tooth and nail. And while the CDC was issuing its guidance on what direction to ultimately go in, what did the AFT do but spike donations? That's what they did. Good morning, Scott. You're on the Window World Kings Court. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. I, Kevin, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I finally get to listen to you again. I was 
going over the podcasts, and you can only listen to those so much before you're like, when am I getting new stuff? <laughs> uh, but we we are basically witnessing the I, – I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because I guess I'm becoming dumb too. But we are looking at how America is starting to get dumber and dumber and dumber every single day. And it's by design. It is by design from these liberals who are dumb themselves. They want everybody to be as dumb as them, and yet they want us to be dependent on them. That's the whole game plan. I, I see it. You know, I mean, you go you go to McDonald's and you hand these kids cash, and it just they're befuddled. At you hand yeah. them a twenty dollar bill and they're like, "What do I do?" And it's like, "Wow, we are really as a society starting to get dumber and dumber." All the time. They can't make change. I, they, they can't make simple I, change. But but the other thing I, I make at is the Democrats are not worried right now because, again, we we keep fighting with each other. And as long as, you know, how, I think you said it a couple weeks ago. How do you keep a country down and in control? You divide them and conquer. And as long as we stay divided – they ain't worried. <laughs> no, they're not worried. Well, first of all, they took the page right out of Saul Alinsky's book and Adolf Hitler's book. They control the media. So once you control the propaganda machine, then they're not worried at all. Because anything that we would rise up and say, they'll simply shoot it down through the media. The media controls this country. I've said it for years now. Our gravest danger is the media. It is proven to be correct, and they control it. And they control it more than we thought because they actually control Fox as well. We thought Fox was possibly an outpost, but they're not. I mean, Fox, well, instead, of, instead of having Tucker Carlson on now, Fox is promoting Stephen Ducey and his wife's cookbook. Hey, come and watch our cookbook show. Cookbook? You're a news organization. Well, they want us to eat and get fat. So. I guess so, so we can die. <laughs> <laughs> They'd rather have us dead, let's face it. Well, at least they don't control you and some of the others that are on podcasts. So No, and they never can, and that, that's why I think that's Tucker's future. I don't think Tucker's going to work for any kind of a corporate entity anymore. I think he's learned his lesson. Well, have a good, have a good rest of the show. Have a good weekend. Scott, thank you. We appreciate the call, and I'll try not to take much time off. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. You too. Bye-bye now. Yeah, I don't think Tucker's going to reappear on Newsmax or One American News. I don't. I just don't think so. Because eventually, the liberals will get to those people, and we know that. Now, if you're Newsmax or One American News, you would open the bank vault. I would assume for Tucker, because you could dominate Fox. Fox thinks they have no competition, so they can do whatever they want. They think they can predict Arizona for Biden before it was ever decided, and get away with it. Well, they couldn't get away with it, and so they reeled it back in and became a conservative network again in order to get people back. They had lost all their viewers. They trailed CNN and MSNBC for the first time in their history. Now they're trailing again. Last night, MSNBC beat Fox in the overnight ratings. MSNBC beat Fox thanks to two different moves, Tucker and Bongino. But more than that, it's not just that. It's the overall 
exposure, and we're being exposed to what Fox is really all about. They don't care about you. Fox has just made a major statement to its viewers. They don't care about you. They they absolutely have no respect for you. They don't want to hear from you. They don't care what you think. And they'll take away your favorite people. And not even bat an eye. Because you know what? They think you're sheeple. They think you'll come back anyway because there's nowhere else to go. Thus, this is entering Newsmax. Go get Tucker Carlson. I don't think Tucker will work for a corporate entity again, but you could try. And try means money and freedom. And have it put in the contract that no one controls Tucker Carlson's show except Tucker Carlson. Now, they'll never put that in a contract. So I don't anticipate Tucker being there. Now, this lying lunatic lesbian, black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, wasn't just lying about Biden's cheat cards. She's also trying to sell the American public that it's the Republicans who are trying to defund the Border Patrol. House Republicans promised to put cops on the beat. Instead, they're fighting to put fentanyl on the street by defunding Border Patrol. Their proposal makes clear that only things House Republicans are committed to giving to Americans are increased crime is that incredible i mean this we say that every time she speaks but she's just a liar and it amazes me the depth she'll go to to lie that was pretty pretty broad there that was unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and another guy who's decided that he'll start lying about his role in the lockdowns along with randy weingarten is big old fauci it was a personification of me as a person who essentially closed everything down. Those were public health recommendations that came from the CDC. But the initial decision early on in the middle of that crisis, I believe, was the right decision. How long you kept them closed really varied depending upon the locale. It's not me. I didn't have anything to do with it. What a runt. What a runt little rodent liar. That's all they are. And now you've got people like Leah Thomas, the male swimmer who's winning female swimming meets, complaining about feminism. Huh? And one person who's tired with all the transgender bullcrap is Megyn Kelly. If we don't find our voices and start speaking up against this nonsense, we can kiss every woman's face goodbye. We can kiss women's rights goodbye. We can kiss sororities goodbye. We can take off our tops and our underwear and do our yoga in front of perverted men who just want to get off watching us till the cows come home. Stick your daughter in the sorority. Let them at her. Find your voices, ladies, and the men who support us. Otherwise, this is our future. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to deal with this shit at at Tridelt, at Kappa Kappa Gamma, in the women's locker room. You can be supportive of trans people and what they're going through without surrendering to this madness. Carpe quadruple diem, Megan Kelly. That's right. You're in a sorority. You think your daughter is safe in a sorority house? Nah. There's men living there now claiming to be women, showering with them. It's really, it's really a freak show. This whole transgender thing is nothing but a two-bit freak show. Nothing more, nothing less. You want to be a transgender? You want to claim to be a transgender? Fine, but you're going to the bathroom 
where your biological sex tells you you are. You're not going anywhere else. You're not living in a sorority. That ain't happening. It's really bizarre. And we'll close this segment with Bill Maher, the uber-liberal, quoting Justin Trudeau, the even uber-liberal, uber-uber-liberal in Canada, and referring to Trudeau as Hitler. What? I heard it myself. He was talking about people who are not vaccinated. He said they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. No, they're Ooh, not. That was not that, smart of him at all. Right. He said, but they take up space. Mm. And with that, we have to make a choice in terms of a leader as a country. Do we tolerate these people? It's like, tolerate these? Now you do that's, sound like no, him. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, and recently he talked about them holding, holding unacceptable views. Isn't that unbelievable? Do we tolerate you? You're holding unacceptable views because you disagree with us. How would you like to live in Canada? How is that guy not not dead? I mean, I don't, I'm not advocating he'd be murdered, but I'm stunned that he's not. I'm stunned that these political whack jobs are able to walk around without taking a somebody taking a shot at him. That stuns me. It really does. Who knows? Well, our good friends at Window World know they know this, that they have the best product available at the best price. I know it because I have Window World windows. Friends of mine know it. They have Window World windows. Listeners to the show know it. They have Window World windows. And if you need windows and Window World is the only answer, let me prove it to you. Well, they'll prove it to you. Let them prove it to you. Call them, 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house for a free in-home estimate and prove to you that they're simply the best for less. It's not a slogan. It's a reality. 314-993-1800. Let me back that statement up. If you compare Window World's same product, same amount of windows to the competitions, Window World will be a third less in terms of price. A third. So if one is $600, you know what a third is, don't you? You'll be paying 200 Simple. Simple math. 314-993-1800. They're the preferred window of the Blues. They're the official window of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Kansas City hosted the NFL draft last night. Window World Windows. I have them because hail broke through my windows, my original windows. But I don't fear hail anymore. I have Window World Windows. My utility bills went down. The cool air in the wintertime, the cold air, it's not getting in my house while the warm air escapes. The opposite true in the summer. Cool air stays in. Hot air stays out. Air conditioner and furnace don't run 24-7. Don't have to replace them. It's wonderful. It's hard to beat that. In fact, it's impossible to. And Window World also offers you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass, breakage, and labor. Now, how do they do that? Well, they use double-strength glass. You're not going to find that anywhere. They also offer you 18 months same as cash financing with approved credit. That double strength glass does not include, by the way, an upsell. That's their MO. 314-993-1800. That is Window World, my friends. And when we come back, we'll take some of your calls right here in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. KevinSlaytonShow.com.
Kevin Slayton with you on this Monday, or excuse me, Friday morning. It's kind of Monday for me. Friday morning, as we approach the weekend, thank God it's Friday. Our good friends at stl-cars.com want you to not have a headache or feel like you went to the dentist by going out and getting a new car or an SUV or a truck. Someone texted the other day, hey, who's that guy in Ellisville at stl-cars.com? We're looking for a new car. 314-309-3633. Text them or call. Ask for Don. Go on their website, stl-cars.com. Look at over a 1,000 different vehicles. Pick the one you want. Tell them the price you want to pay, and they'll get it for you. You just pick it up and drive home, or they'll deliver it to you. They delivered it to my son from Alabama. They delivered one to me from Tennessee. Pretty nice deal, huh? I thought so. So that's what they'll do. You just do that. And they'll go to their spectacular network of dealer inventory and get you exactly what you want. Not only that, they have a VIP concierge maintenance service that's available. That's all at stl-cars.com. Call 314-309-3633. Tell them we sent you, and they'll certainly uh, be happy about that. All right, Cleo is up first. Good morning, Cleo. How are you this afternoon or this morning? Great, great. Great to hear from you again. Well, thank you. I appreciate you calling us on our day back. I, I got to hear you, man. You're like, you I take a lot of vitamins in the morning and, and along with the vitamins, I got to have some of you. I love it. I love it. Carpe diem to you. Also, I got to, I got to admit, it's an unpaid commercial. I do have window world, uh, uh, windows in my house. It's been about three years now. Double carpe diem to you. Thank you, Cleo. I'm glad. I'm, and what I'm really glad is, is that you have the best product and that's the good news. You knew yeah, I wasn't selling you a bill of goods. They're excellent. 
Yeah, but this this Biden thing, you know, get getting the questions and finding the answers. This is nothing new, Kevin. If you recall the first debate, Trump insisted that they inspect Biden for microphones. Remember that? I do remember that. You know what? Everybody said, "Oh, yo, oh, oh. I'll guarantee you that was happening." And then Trump let it go. Biden said no. Trump let it go by mistake. I saw the first debate very clearly. There was a wire extending from the man's coat to his ear. Do you remember that? Yes, and I think Trump, like he let Hillary Clinton go, let Biden go. You can't make the statement you're going to put her in jail and let her go. You can't make the statement that you demand he be searched and then let it go. You had to say, if you're Trump, you had to say, unless you search him, I'm not doing a debate. Yeah, that's, and he shouldn't have done the debate. Look what happened in the debate. They ganged up on Right. I mean, he shouldn't have done the debate, period. But I would have certainly said, unless you search him, we're not doing a debate. And he, and he didn't live up to it. Of course, they didn't search him. That's a mistake. He made, he made some mistakes. He, he caves in too easily. He, he gives in to this liberal crap. Look, stand your ground, man. Hopefully he's learned that lesson in terms of who he appoints and hires and in terms of standing his ground against these treasonous bastards. Yeah. I tell you, this trans stuff, it's all you ever hear. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it. It's ridiculous. So is Megan that's Kelly. One the, that's one of the reasons why, why, why people boycotting a Bud Light. They're tired of hearing about this stuff. People, are, people don't care what you do. We're tired of you jamming it down our throats and forcing us to somehow accept your bizarre lifestyle. You can be as bizarre as you want. We don't have to accept it, just like you don't have to accept me. I don't care. You think I care if some liberal accepts my conservative viewpoint? I couldn't care less. Right. you got to stand up for what you believe and the hell with everybody. Just say your piece and, and hopefully you influence a lot of people. Absolutely. And if you don't, so be it. You don't try to ruin someone's life over it. Yeah, th- yeah there's trans stuff in the military, too. It's terrible what they're trying to, trying to demasculate the, the, the military. Kevin, Colonel Megan Sullivan, who commands the Army's 5th Security Force Brigade, has been accused of forcibly kissing male subordinates and grabbing below the belt without consent. Kevin, I was in the U.S. Army, and I regret to say that I was never under the command of Colonel Sullivan. What would you have done? <laughs> we probably wouldn't be talking to you now, you'd, unless you were talking on a jailhouse phone. I would have said, let's go back in the office, Colonel Sullivan. (laughs) (laughs) That was my point, Kevin. I don't think you got it. No, I got it. I got it. I'm telling you, these kinds of things are happening regularly now. What they've tried to do is mainstream perversion. And it's really scary. They mainstream drag queens giving drag shows to children. They think if you object to that, somehow you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're an anti, you're a, you're a homophobe. You, no, we're normal. You're nuts. That's the difference. Yeah, and you mentioned this Washington State, this governor. They they passed a law just recently, Kevin, that if you disallow your child from getting a sex change operation, the state can come after your child. Can you imagine that? Uh, what I can't imagine is that anyone would subject themselves to a law like that and not move out of that state as fast as humanly possible. That's what I don't understand. I mean, if that would happen, that's when you get the guns out. 
That's right. And that's what's going to happen. They think a school shooting is bad. Wait, wait till you see somebody go bat crazy over your bull crap. And not just one person. A lot of, a lot of people. Because they're coming for these politicians next. I, you know, I don't understand these attacks on schools. I don't, I'll never understand killing innocent children. And I don't understand even the craziest people doing that. I believe that these people, if the truth ever comes out, have been highly motivated in some possible way, financially or something else, to do this by the liberal groups in this country. I think that all these school shootings are liberal, motiv- liberally motivated, liberally financed, because there's no other reason for them. There's no. It's all a campaign to get people's guns away. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, I said to a friend of mine years ago, if liberals could, they'd take guns away from everybody. And he goes, no, they wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, they would. They're trying now. It's, it's good to know, though, that Brittany Griner thinks it's a crime to ban trans women in sports. Brittany Griner ought to keep her big mouth shut. You're, by the grace of weirdo Biden, even back in this country. If you weren't a freak yourself, you wouldn't have gotten back in here. These idiots. I mean, what if, what if a male dressed up and went out for her position on her team and beat her out? Yeah, then she'd have a different tune to sing. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the way it is with these people. They're such frauds. Like I said earlier about Costas, oh, you know, uh, Donald Trump's a racist. Well, why don't you offer your job to the poor black community? So someone in the black community is as talented as you, Costas. Give them your job. They're not getting a chance. Give it to them. You're such a giving person to all of the minorities. Yeah. Bob Costas, as I said earlier, to my knowledge, hasn't lifted a finger in the black community. Not a finger. I don't think he has. No, but he wants you to think he has. But, uh, you know, we're not getting any victories, the conservatives. You know, this is what happened to Tucker's bad. He'll resurface, of course. You know, recently, you know, a, a couple of conservatives are crowing about the fact that Kim Fox isn't going to run in Chicago as a DA. Okay. Well, so what? The, the mayor, Lori, Looney Lori Lightfoot didn't run, and we got a real jackass. Yeah. You got somebody who's, who's actually worse. I thought that was impossible. Oh, this guy's an out-and-out hate-whitey guy. Absolutely hates whitey. Criminals can do what they want. Oh, those poor criminals, they just need some food, you know? <laughs> That's all they need. And we're going to supply it to them at your expense. Why, why isn't he condemned uh, roundabout by the liberal media for the uh, jackass uh, views? Because the liberal media sticks together. Yeah, they do. That's why. They'll, they'll yeah. do nothing but promote his jackass views. It's a sad commentary, this damn liberal community. Yeah, it really Still is. Still trying and defending Biden with the, with the questions, with the pre-planned questions. Can you they imagine defend defending that? that as if that's lie, normal? Lie, 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 And they're so stupid that when they when they defend that, they're admitting that he does it. It's not even <laughs> an, a, an attempt, although Karine Jean-Pierre attempted to lie, lie her way out of it. But clearly that was that was her at her lying worst. When the kids Doreen. question stumped him, I thought that was fantastic. This dope doesn't even know how many grandkids he has. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. All right. Thanks for the information and the laughs, Kevin. All right, Cleo. Thank you. Appreciate you listening and your loyalty. You betcha. Bye-bye Bye. now. I mentioned earlier in the show that Robert Reich, who was U.S. Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton, wrote an op-ed 
in something called The Guardian, he says that all states need to refuse to place Donald Trump's name on the 2024 ballot. Now, he's just simply stating the liberal philosophy and what they all believe. He claims Donald Trump has committed treason and will try again. He must be barred from running. Remember when we said a year and a half ago they're going to try to bar Donald Trump from running? And all the liberals said, oh, no, that's not what we're doing. He's just a bad guy. We're not going to bar him. He's urging, Reich is, state officials to take action to prevent Trump from running. Now, if you want evidence of election interference, there it is. Why isn't he arrested? Why isn't he charged? He claims Donald Trump committed treason when he refused to concede an election. When did that become treason? I I don't know. Al Gordon concede to President Bush. In fact, he revoked his concession. Interesting. But that wasn't treason, according to Robert Reich. And that Donald Trump claimed they, without basis, the election was stolen from him. Without basis, they always say that. Pushed state officials to change their tallies. No, he didn't. Hatched a plot to name fake electors. Didn't. Tried to persuade the vice president to refuse to certify electoral college votes. Didn't try to persuade him. He just wondered if Mike Pence had the spine to do it. He got his answer, no. Got his allies in Congress to agree to question the electoral votes and thereby shift the decision to the House. It's not against the law. You have questions about the election and its legitimacy. When did that become treason? Only in this moron's warped view. And, of course, he claimed he got his supporters in Washington to march on the U.S. Capitol where they rioted. Uh, no, he didn't. Now, do we have to play it a thousand times for you, Robert Reich? I mean, I guess we could. What Donald Trump actually said, as opposed to what you claim he said? Well, I guess we do. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and Patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Wow. I wanted to go commit a crime when I heard that. Robert Reich needs to be in jail. He needs to be in jail. He belongs there. Wow. Secretaries of state who in most cases are in charge of deciding who gets on the ballot must refuse to place Donald Trump's name on the 2024 ballot. Look at how scared they are. I mean, these pathetic liberals are petrified of Donald Trump. The guy they claim they beat handily. I mean, I've said this, I'll repeat it again. If I beat somebody in football 42 to nothing Sunday, I want to play him again next Sunday. They claim they beat Donald Trump 42 to nothing, but they don't ever want to play him again. You know right away something's up. Nobody in their right mind refuses to challenge a person that they claim or a team that they beat easily. That's who you want to run against, the guy you beat easily. 
But most people don't see that. That's as logical as I can break it down. Logically as I can break it down, how could you not see it? It's pretty simple. If I remember, Hillary Clinton, as our research assistant points out, wrote a book about how she was cheated out of the 2016 election. Is that treason, Robert Reich? Of course it's not. It's bullshit, but it's not treason. What in the hell's wrong with these people? You beat him easily, yet you're doing everything legally, illegally to stop him from running. I shouldn't have said legally. They're not doing anything legally. Nothing. They don't even pretend to try to campaign against Donald Trump, say his policies are wrong. What they say is, he's a rapist, he's a criminal, he's an insurrectionist, he did this, he's a traitor, he did that. Take him off the ballot. Don't let him on the ballot. That's the liberal way of governing. They are so ungodly corrupt. Kevin is up. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. How are you doing, stranger? (laughs) I'm doing well. Boy, missed you. I I told you a week ago when I talked to you that I was going to have to tape Tucker or Gutfeld and listen to them from 7 to 9, and then Tucker gets fired and... You know, I'm like, man, I had to listen to music and do chores. <laughs> well, you still had Gutfeld, but for What's how that, long? Kevin, I'm sorry. You still had Gutfeld, but for how long? Oh, uh, you know, yeah, for how long? But I listened to him, but the other time I had to fill with listening to music and doing chores around the house, you know? so. Well, there you go. <laughs> Gosh darn you for going on vacation. <laughs> We're back. No, I'm sure it was well-deserved. I hope you enjoyed it and got some rest that you needed and, uh, couldn't good for have enjoyed you. it anymore. It was wonderful. That's good. Uh, last week, uh, when I did mention to you last Friday, I talked about complacency. I just thought about it. When you just played that clip of Trump, he was kind of calling out Republicans to not be complacent, and they still are. Well, they're always going to be complacent because there's a segment yeah. of the Republican Party that is anti-Trump. Yeah. There's, no, there's no doubt and, that they exist, and they're yeah. – they're certainly envious of him. They're jealous of him. They can't stand that he did things they didn't do. That's why Mitt Romney and uh, Paul Ryan and then McCain before he died hated Donald Trump because he won the presidency and they all failed. Yep. And in Tucker's video, he, in my opinion, he called out and told everybody, quit being complacent. I'll come back and talk to you. But we got a uniparty here because they're all together. And that's kind of what I got out of what he said. Well, they're always all together. Now, they're all stupid, and they want you to be stupid, too, but they're all together. And I heard somebody yesterday make a good comment. They said when the Tea Party started up, both sides, Republican and Democrats, were so scared of that turning into a strong third political party. That's why they did everything on both sides to crush the Tea Party. Well, there's no question that the Republicans are afraid of conservatives. There's just no doubt about it. There's so many Republicans. That was well put. That not, I like that. Yeah, there's so many Republicans that are not conservatives. It's it it frightens you. But Republicans are afraid of conservatives, real conservatives. They're afraid of Tucker Carlson. Uh, they're, they're not afraid of um, Brian Kilmeade. They're not afraid of douchebag Ducey. I mean, I like Brian Kilmeade. I, I really do. I think he does a great job. But he's not going to go out there and fight. He he does a great job, but he's just not the fighter that Tucker Carlson is. And maybe that's how you survive at Fox. Maybe maybe Kilmeade knows that. Exactly. And I got one more question for you, uh, sir. You mentioned at the beginning of the show that you 
you, you might start a, um, a, a two hour sports podcast. Uh, do you have any experience doing that? A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. The sports world a needs, needs a good dose of the truth. So who better to give it to them than us? Uh, I, I'll do my best to listen at that time slot live if you do it. But of course, you know, many of us will listen to the podcast for sure. But I, I would welcome it because I'm looking at sports in St. Louis now too. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I do need to either listen to music and ignore it or listen to somebody like you if you do a show because yeah, it's, bad. it's getting it, to be a joke. It's bad. You can't, you can't even listen to anything that's on the air in this town. It, it, you never really it, it, could it, except for our show. And now it's even worse. Yeah, and then Kevin and I bring this up as as a point in St. Louis. We we have a lot of fans in St. Louis. People love sports in general. Um, even with that Battle Hawks football team, I know it's not pro and semi pro, whatever you want to call it. But one thing, it was fun to watch in a way. I watched it. It was fun. Uh, it was different. No political stuff going on. And at the same time, it was proven that St. Louis fans wanted football here in my opinion, because if you can get 35,000 people to show up for that, uh, NFL, what were you thinking, you know? And it's just, it's a sports town. We need somebody like you to bring it out, but hopefully you bringing it out will cause them to do the right things, get sports going right in St. Louis. I hope I said that correctly. (laughs) Well, yeah, as far as the NFL is concerned, they're not coming back. St. Louis sealed their own grave with that. So we can blame all the politicians for that. They're the ones who, who did that to the NFL, and they told the NFL, we don't need you, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And that was my point. You know, we they you always get the stupid minority that ruins it for people in many ways, including the politics we're talking about. But it showed there that at least the fans are wanting something. It's just never going to happen again. But at least they're, it shows the fans are here. We're just tired of the stupidity. Couldn't agree more. Hey, I got to run. Thanks, Kevin. God, God bless you, brother. Welcome back. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing you next week. You betcha. Have a great weekend. You too. God bless. Bye-bye Bye. now. That's going to wrap us for today, folks, and for the week. We're back fighting the good fight again for you on Monday morning. Tune in, and we'll keep you uh, apprised of what we're doing with the sports show. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everyone. (laughs) 